0: All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC.
1: And welcome once again to Invest Wisely. The host is Walt Sukira, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. They take their clients' monies and invest them in individually-owned stocks in custom-designed portfolios as put together to meet their particular needs. If you have any questions about the market or about investing in stocks, call us anytime this half hour. We're live at three three zero six seven three one two three four. Well, Walt, i got to tell you one thing. As an investor, I am really looking forward to my January statement so far. It's been a great month, and I really hope the next couple of days don't do anything to uh, kibosh that.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Bob. It's It's been a good month, and uh, actually, you know, it's, we, we tack on last year on top of that, so... Uh, we've we've had a really nice run here in the market. Uh, we saw another good week in the market, uh, the Dow and S and P uh, hitting some new highs. Uh, we saw it pretty broad this this week, which was good. Uh, eight of the eleven S and P 500 sectors uh, found higher ground. Uh, it was led by uh, energy jumping up five point two percent. Communication services were up four and a half. Uh, laggards were still consumer discretionary, real estate, and healthcare. Those are the the, uh, sectors that didn't do as well last week, Bob. But, you know, overall, uh, we we continue to get a flood of earnings reports. You know, we're spending a lot of time uh, looking at individual companies, as we always do. Uh, You know, some some good reports, some bad reports. Uh, Guidance seems to be the key. You know, as these companies make comments about what they see uh, looking forward, that's really driving the stock prices at this point. Uh, economic data is coming in, uh, you know, pretty strong, and you know, supporting this uh, this growing economy with inflation coming down, which again sets up well for interest rates uh, to probably go down as the Fed starts to meet in March. We're not sure if they'll drop them in March, but over the course of their uh, meetings during the year, the Federal Open Market Committee will probably see interest rates come down, which again should be a positive for the market. So. For the week, uh, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average close up 245 points, uh, we're at 38,109. That was a 0.6% gain for the week, and year-to-date, we're up 1.1% on that Dow. Uh, The S&P 500, the broader index, was up 1.1% for the week, a 51-point gain. Uh, Year-to-date, we're up 2.5%. The NASDAQ continues to be the performer by that big year last year, and this year is leading the way also up 0.9% last week, 144-point gain. And a year-to-date, we're up 3% on the NASDAQ composite. And then the Russell 2000, those small mid-cap stocks, had a good week. We saw a bounce back up 1.7%. A year-to-date, we're still down on that Russell 2000, negative 2.4%. But some life in those small mid-caps. So, yeah, yeah, we're, we're excited to see the statements, too. And, you know, we continue to hope that uh, – yeah, the market remains uh, less volatile, and, you know, we, we continue to move forward here in 2024.
1: So right now, the economy appears to be really in the so-called sweet spot, the uh, near-ideal combination of strong growth falling inflation, supported by the data we just talked about. In many ways, maybe the best economy we've experienced since the 1990s. So why does everybody out there say it's such a bad economy? Why do they think it's so bad? Well, I think
2: Bob, everybody just coming off of that 2022, you know, the negative year for the market, and a lot of uh, the media was just really selling the recession scenario. We we had a geopolitical unrest. I mean, you know, when you see wars around the world, and you know, this wall of worry that people have, the media continues to be negative, and you know, that's what sells, Bob, on the news side, but it also scares investors and. I think you know people that have pulled in and out of the market that maybe lost the money, uh, you know, selling at the panic at the beginning of the pandemic, or uh, you know, in the negative year like 2022, probably don't have the appetite to come back into the market. We still see a lot of money and money market funds, but you know, those that remained investors over those courses of time had done very well. You know, we're we're hitting new highs, uh, we're seeing new highs in a lot of our client accounts, and. Uh, you know, it just shows the the benefit of being a long-term investor. So uh, economic data is strong. You know, we're seeing a growing economy. Um, you know, up 3.3% is GDP growth. And you talk about inflation, um, you know, coming down to, to levels that the Fed uh, probably didn't expect to see so quickly. So uh, it'll be a very interesting scenario to continue to watch this data and where this market heads through the rest of the year.
1: If we look at the uh, facts and figures of the market, the market, bear market, ran from basically the early January of last year, 2022, or two years ago, rather, to about October of 2022. The stocks have been rising since October of 2022, but during that bear market period, the S&P, for example, that dropped 25%. So if you count out the days, it took 746 days for the market to get to its new highs, which happened earlier this uh, this past week, and this is January 2024. So looking at that and looking at trying to get a pattern out of that, what can that uh, tell us from history, what we can expect in the future? If
2: you look at bear markets going back to the 1950s, Bob, we've seen uh, drawdowns uh, on average about 35%, uh, taking 381 days, a little over a year to bottom out. And then about 1,100 days to uh, go back from those bottoms to the peak. So uh, this last one, you know, is it was down 25 percent, not as bad as history, history uh, uh, you know, that 35 percent if we look back over those all those other bear markets. And again, the recovery 746 days is a little bit on the shorter side. So, uh, you know, if people wonder now, you know, can can the market continue to go up and you know, data would say yes. I mean, when you when you hit new highs, uh, a lot of times history has shown us that the market can continue to, to you know move higher. Uh, over the last ten bear markets, you know we've seen uh, gains in the one, three, five, ten year time frame. In most of those markets, uh, 2000 being the exception, where uh, you know it's in the 2000 bear market uh, we had a couple of negative years after in the one, three, and five year time frame. So, but overall, Bob, I mean, again, there's there's reason to believe the market can go higher, and for us, again, we don't focus on the market. You know, we focus on individual stocks, as we always say, Bob. It's not a stock market; it's a market of stocks, and there's a lot of opportunities out there. We still see value in, and still see ways to make money.
1: Well, time now for the Trends and Insights section of the program with Walt Secura. He takes a look at many things that are happening in the world, and the world of finance and economy. And uh, some of these could be a, a harbinger of future trends. So let's take a look at the sale of, of plug-in passenger vehicles, electric vehicles. Now, that grew in this year, 2023, past year, some 31% uh, to 15% of the market. That's over 14 million vehicles, and that's all across the world, according to Bloomberg New Energy Finance. Now, the International Energy Agency's Global Electric Vehicle Outlook projects that these battery electric vehicles will account for up to 36% of passenger car sales by 2030 six years from now, that'll be up 22% from uh, last year's projection of, uh, again, the figure for 2030. Now And again, despite the fact there doesn't seem to be a lot of infrastructure uh, to support uh, these vehicles, they're, they're still selling, and I would assume the infrastructure is going to follow.
2: Yeah, Bob, I mean, you know, there's a lot of innovation here, a lot of excitement. You know, people got excited about electric vehicles, uh, you know, people buying them and also investors. And I think reality has set in, and, and more realistic expectations are starting to take place. Uh, there's a place for electric vehicles, probably not up in Buffalo with the cold weather, uh, but there are there is a place for for electric vehicles, and we see them selling around the world, and in some parts of the world like China, you know, a very strong appetite for electric vehicles for a lot of reasons. But you're right; the infrastructure has to be built, and, and we have to look at those players that will build that infrastructure out. So. Um, but, again, it's it's going to take time, um, but it is a trend that will continue to grow, and you know, it's a trend still worth investing in, in our
1: opinion. Now, did you know that March to May is burrito season? Burritos are out there, and you can hunt them from March to May, apparently. No, seriously, Chipotle Mexican Grill claims that burrito season is when the weather starts to get warmer and they attract more customers, particularly at the colleges. They're going to hire some 19,000 Full and part-time employees, while expanding up to 7,000 restaurants here in North America, up from 3,300 just past September, they are looking at the so-called Generation Zers that account for 73 percent of their employees. The World Economic Forum estimates that Generation Z will be a third of the global workforce in just the next year.
2: Absolutely, a lot of opportunity there. Chipotle is, uh, you know, one of the best fast food uh, makers out there, and. They're growing by square footage, still opening up a lot of stores, and they need employees, and they're trying to attract those Gen Zers. Uh, you know, those are people born between 1997 and 2012, Some still too young to work. But, uh, you know, you, you got a, a big workforce out there, um, about 20% of the workforce now, Bob, uh, Gen Zs. Uh, equaling the, the baby boomers, you know, as the baby boomers continue to retire, those born from 1946 to 64, about 10,000 baby boomers a day are calling it quits and, uh, you know, heading for the rocking chair and easier lifestyles. So the workforce has definitely changed, and uh, there's there's a lot of trends in the workforce that are very interesting to, you know, to follow and see how that will impact companies. Uh, it's interesting what Chipotle is doing to try to attract, uh, you know, Gen Zers, the, uh, paying off student loans uh, helping them you know learn about more about retirement offering a debit card to help them build credit uh, a lot of a lot of uh, unique uh, employee benefits putting putting in place for younger employees so uh, these trends are continuing yeah, you know we have to pay attention to them and see how they impact the, impact the companies that we follow
1: and again, it's so much fun to get out there in burrito season. Those burritos can't run very fast, so they're very easy to, to catch. Yeah, so, no, I
2: catch a lot of them,
1: unfortunately. <laughs> uh, another We're talking about trends with the worth of the workforce. Uh, a lot of people are still, business professionals, are thinking of changing jobs. In fact, a recent uh, study shows that 85% of the professionals talked to said they are thinking of changing jobs. That was up from only 67% last year.
2: Yeah, Bob, mean this all started with the pandemic. You know, we had the great resignation where a lot of people just said, I, I don't want to work anymore. They left jobs, and we saw a lot of job openings, which made it easier for people to change careers and change jobs. And, you know, there's still a lot of people out in the workforce that, you know, are contemplating career changes. So we have a very fluent and um, in, in changing employment uh, force out there, which is quite different than the past. You know, you go back, uh, Bob, to when my, uh, my father worked for Ford Motor Company for 39 years. You know, we had the Goodyear Tires and you know, some of the manufacturing companies around here that employed people for a lifetime. And it doesn't seem to be the case anymore. People change and change jobs frequently and often and change careers and do things totally different. So uh, younger generations also have a really unique uh, outlook towards work and time spent at work. So it'll be interesting to continue to watch these trends.
1: Well, time once again now to talk about stocks and the stocks you want to talk about by giving us a call at 330-673-1234 and participating in Stock Talk with Walt Secura of the AKW Group. You got a stock issue you've been watching. You'd like to have his opinion on that, whether you should ha- hold it or buy it or, or sell it or you're just kind of curious about some of the things that you noticed out there and some of the companies you have interest in. Call us right now. Lines are open. 330-673-1234. Uh, listening online, WNR.com, 800-669-4100. Well, as we said, a lot of companies are reporting their results here in January. Procter & Gamble, which is a long-term holding in your core equity portfolio, they reported a 16% EPS gain. That tops expectations. Their sales rose 3% to $21.4 billion. Slightly missed their forecast, but their shares rose as their higher prices are boring their profit margins.
2: It's been a long-term holding, Bob. We continue to like Procter and Gambling. You know, it's one of the leading consumer brand companies in the world. They have fifteen of the top uh, consumer brands in the world. They have sixty-five brands, uh, many of them over a billion dollars. Uh, you know, you read the names of these brands. You know, Tide, Sherman, Crest, Pampers, Gillette, Old Spice. You know, you just did name after name things we'd recognize. And I've been around for a long time, and have built that brand equity and loyalty. Um, you know, again, we we like Procter and Gamble for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons we like it is the dividend uh, pays a 24 percent yield, and they raised their dividend for over seventy years. Bob, seventy years year over year, they raised their dividend about a five point six percent growth rate on that dividend. So, lots of reasons like Procter and Gamble, and you know, company obviously here in Ohio, down in Cincinnati, headquartered, and uh, you know, continues to be a world leader in consumer products and kind of a core holding in that core core equity portfolio
1: of ours. Another stock, we talked about electric vehicles earlier, Tesla is also holding in your core equity portfolio, but their stock has really uh, dropped on their results and their outlook for the future. Now, would that be time now to uh, take your gains and sell Tesla, or is it becoming a bargain as as the prices drop and do you think you should buy more?
2: Well, this is a tough stock because, again, when the leadership, Elon Musk, he, he's very, he causes a lot of panic with things that he does and says, but he's a brilliant leader and a, a brilliant businessman. Uh, we continue to like Tesla here. You know, I mean, the stock's dropped. And I think with the recent drop, it, it probably is a very attractive entry point for those that don't own it. Um, you know, the stock hit uh, close to 265 uh, just a little bit ago, and now we're down to 183. You got to be a long term investor here. You know, you got to think out three to five years. Uh, technology will continue to improve here in electric vehicles. they'll be a leader in building out the infrastructure remember they already have uh, contracts with GM and Ford for their electric charging uh, stations and uh, you know this this company will continue to be uh, innovative and and make the changes it needs to make It reached profitability at a rough quarter as far as earnings still grows three percent revenues to twenty five point two billion over twenty four point three billion. Uh, so again, we're not going to give up on Tesla here. We think uh, if you're if you're a holder for the three to five year time frame, I think you'll be a happy holder. Um, three to five months, may, maybe not, you know. But uh, again, we don't invest for three to five months. We're thinking three to five years out, and at 183 a share, we'd buy it here.
1: Now, in the world of semiconductors, Intel beat their fourth quarter estimates. The PC market seems to be resurging, Well, their guiding is sharply lower. For the first quarter, among weaker server chip sales, other companies like Texas Instruments, ASML, KLA reported, but they also gave weak guidance. Only LAM Research last week topped their targets and guided higher. So why why is this happening? Is the market uh, making some kind of change and focusing only on AI?
2: Well, I, I think, you know, the market's competitive, and a lot of people are, you know, these companies are being conservative as they're looking forward, and they're making their comments. And Wall Street's really, you know, kind of making the price changes off of uh, that forward guidance at the current point. You know, some of these companies are putting up really good numbers. I mean, if you look at Intel's numbers, they had a 10% revenue rise, they two hundred and sixty percent profit rise for the quarter uh, coming off of some bad quarters. But again, uh, the company said it's going to be tough, and, and the stock traded off due to that. So I think that's what we're going to see, Bob. I mean, it's, it's more what the company says that they look forward than what they put up this quarter, and I think that will continue to be the trend.
1: Once again, you want to ask bald about certain stocks here in Stock Talk, give us a call, three three zero six seven three one two three four. Lines are open. Now, Netflix, well, wow, they got more subscribers in the last quarter, adding 13.12 million Having now 260 plus million subscribers, their earnings fell short, but that sales growth accelerated to 12 percent, beating the forecast estimates.
2: Yeah, you know Netflix is just a leader in content and delivery and a lot of data that they're collecting on you know consumers' uh, viewing habits and what they like. And I think this company sits in a very unique spot. I think they're they're coming out to be a winner, and uh, all he's. Uh, uh, you know, uh, streaming services that were competing through the pandemic. I think a lot of people are coming back to Netflix, uh, you know, for, for the reasons that we just said. And if you look forward, you know, I, again, guidance is strong by the analysts. I, I think this company, you know, continues to be a leader in, in streaming and content delivery. So uh, we like Netflix. We don't own it, but uh, it's definitely one that's high on our list, the companies we like to own, uh, given the right opportunity.
1: Now, both AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile reported their results last week, and wireless user growth is still showing us some strong numbers. Despite the fact that we kind of might think the market's saturated yet, it is not. But what about the other traditional phone companies? Are they worth considering for investment?
2: Uh but we don't own any of these uh we've We've stayed away from these for the last couple of years they're They're enticing because of the high dividend yields that they offer. I, I think you know we have a lot of uh investors that ask about these because you know if you can get a six percent yield, uh you know that feels pretty good and you know people are in search for that income in their retirement uh you know endeavors. but uh, these aren't stocks that we think have tremendous upside again, as you said, a lot of saturation, a lot of competitiveness. Um, And again, the earnings and the revenue numbers aren't great. I mean, they're beating expectations with very low numbers. Uh, Verizon had a good quarter, but their revenue was flat. Uh, You know, they did 35.1 billion over 35.3 billion. Their earnings were actually negative for the quarter, and the stock actually bounced up. So again, not the kind of numbers to get people excited. But I think they're they're you know they're good values here, value plays, but uh, not stocks we currently own or would recommend in our portfolio.
1: Now, Visa, American Express, Capital One, the credit card companies, they reported last week. Uh, However, these reports among those, did they catch your attention in any way?
2: Yeah, they did. I mean, these companies continue to perform. I mean, Visa especially and American Express, two two very strong brands and great, uh, you know, credit card uh, processing payment uh, providers, Uh, you know, but they traded at high valuations, Bob. They've recovered greatly from their lows and Again, just because of valuation, we wouldn't be buyers here. Uh, we get MasterCard's report this week. Uh, that's one that we're also paying attention to. But, again, also at highs uh, you know, from lows that, that we saw just a few years ago. So
1: uh, these stocks, even though they're good stocks, I, I
2: think they're fairly priced, and we wouldn't be buyers at this point.
1: Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure on Stock Talk here on Invest Wisely. You're on the air. Go ahead, please.
3: Konnichiwa. How are Hey, Ken. How are you this Sunday? Good, good. Hey, you mentioned uh, one of my favorite dishes, burritos, and uh, what do you think about – I've had a a company uh, called Jack in the Box for years, and uh, uh, the symbol's Mm -hmm. J-A-C-K, out of California, and – that that Chipotle is so expensive. You know what is it up to twenty seven hundred or something crazy?
2: <laughs> it is stock price wise. You're right, but some uh, of
3: these, some of these, you know, everybody recommends these, but you know, you get one chair a share for two hundred seventy five dollars. I mean, I, I I try to catch them when they're like Jack in the Box that I I have three dollars in it, and uh, right. but right. you got to live a long time. <laughs> 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 That's true. These, So uh, my uh, long term now is a year. So uh, anyway, (laughs) Jack in the box. Jack in the box. Uh, Yeah. What's that look like? Uh, Should I bail out of it and put that? I would be able. I'd be able to get a few shares of of, of, uh, Chipotle, and it doesn't. And they don't pay a dividend. And it doesn't seem to. uh, The numbers don't seem to work. What do you think?
2: Right. Well, I mean, Jack in the Box had a great run there for a long time. But again, you know, when these companies are growing by spur footage and new store openings and they have that opportunity, I mean, that's where you see a lot of growth. I think Jack in the Box has started to struggle a little bit financially. Last quarter was rough. I mean, they were down 8% and revenue, 18% in profits. But uh, you're right, valuation, a lot cheaper, trades at 13 times earnings versus, uh, you know, Chipotle, which trades, what, uh, I think closer to 50 or 60 times earnings. So, so you know, Ken, again, I I like the growth story at Chipotle. I mean, they just, you know, hitting on all cylinders. I think there's a tremendous amount of growth. They're talking about doubling the amount of stores that they have out there. Um, So, you know, still a lot of square footage growth and new locations for them to go into. And, uh, you know, the trends are there. The earnings are there. The growth's there. Uh, So I'd favor Chipotle over Jack in the Box, uh, even though Jack in the Box was a lot cheaper.
3: If you just, if you have a moment, I wanted to tell you I I had heard they they uh, a two and a half year old got into Mensa last week, so I pulled up Mensa test on the internet and I took the Mensa test and I got to uh, question seven or or it's a puzzle they're puzzles puzzle seven and I was stumped. So yeah, I know you guys are probably members of Mensa. <laughs> if you guys take the test, it'll help me out on. Uh, Puzzle seven, but I was looking up related stocks and uh, for uh, memory, uh, Prevagen. Who makes Prevagen and all these, all these uh, drug stocks? And there's one ANVS, ANVS, and Ovis. When you bring that up, uh, I was reading about it, and uh, that that looks like a cheap uh, brain uh, could help uh, old people here. ANVS, what what mm-hmm. is that?
2: Yeah, I, I like their focus. They're focused <laughs> on Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, other uh you
3: know, neurological
2: diseases. So uh very, very good uh, you know, areas to to focus their uh, research and development on. Doesn't look like they have any uh any sales or profits, so it's a company that trades on promise and depends how good those labs are and those research R and D that they're doing and the funding that they have. But uh not not a lot of real Uh, financial data to look at here that would uh, be a a stock for us at this point. But uh, these these stocks sometimes can work out if if they have a breakthrough, Ken.
3: Yeah, if a person has a long horizon, uh, some of these speculations. But I still kind of get excited on coming up with these ideas. But you guys help me out sometime with that question nine, because I know you guys got to be members. So. <laughs> you
2: guys have we're, a good week. We're definitely not members of this, so We uh I, I pride myself on being a simple Ken. I, I always say I, I like the Peter Lynch rule. If you can't draw with a crayon you shouldn't be investing in it. So, you know, things yeah. like that make sense to me.
3: Well you have to have an IQ over one hundred thirty two to to be a member, but they're all they're all puzzles. You might get a kick out of looking it up on the internet and taking the test uh and they're all puzzles.
2: So thank you. Have a good week. Absolutely. Yeah, I always said that again, one last comment. I always told people that the more I learn, the more I learn,
3: you know, realize how little I know.
2: So I, I think uh as I got my master's degree I realized that boy there's a long way to go. You just gotta continue to learn all through life and that that's the key.
1: Once again, we're talking to Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron, 330-673-1234. American Airlines, United Airlines, reported results last week. They're very bullish in their outlook, but the uh, first month of 2024 was tough on them because of the problems with those Boeing 737 MAX 9 jets that were grounded. They may soon be returning those jets to service, but as far as the airline industry is concerned overall, any particular airline stock worth considering for you?
2: But we continue like Transdime, uh, out of, headquartered out of Cleveland. Again, they make a lot of the pieces, parts. Um, symbol TDG. Uh, anybody out there listening, take a look at this company. We we like this company for many, many years. It's part of our small mid-cap portfolio. And uh, Transdime Group out of out of Cleveland, Ohio, is where they're headquartered. But they have operations all around the world, and just about every little piece part of an airplane, you know. So they, they have a lot of really unique things that they provide in that airline industry.
1: As far as the actual airlines themselves, we of course have learned that the proposed merger between Spirit and JetBlue has now uh, either been called off or on hold because of regulatory uh, protests. Uh, would that make either of those company stocks a, a good buy right now? In, in the hopes that uh, at some point they're going to come together?
2: Well, Spirit tumbled Friday. You know, after JetBlue warned it may scrap the deal, and uh, yeah, Bob. I mean, I think when the kind of yeah, unwind a deal, you go back and look at the inquirer. Um, You know, who was doing the acquisition, because sometimes their stock will have some upside. Uh, Obviously, they were going to pay for that stock, and when they don't have to pay for the purchase they're making, that puts more money in their pockets to do some other things, and sometimes investors like that. So uh, we're we're taking a look at uh, for a short-term kind of speculative play. Uh, But uh, currently, we're not doing doing those things, but uh, it's always interesting to look at.
1: Now, we've talked in the past about the Baird Opportunity List from the Robert W. Baird Company, which you're affiliated. It's a list of the best stock ideas by the Baird Stock Analysts. Other firms also have their own kinds of lists. As you look at the Baird List, what are some of the stocks on that, uh, on that uh, piece, and how would a listener go about getting a copy of that list?
2: Yeah, listeners can call, uh, talk to Kevin in our office. I know he's sent out quite a bit to listeners over the past two, three weeks. We've been talking about this. Um, some good names on here. Some that are in our portfolios, Bob, I'll start with those. Arista Networks, we own. Uh, GE Healthcare is one we own. Microsoft, NVIDIA, Starbucks uh, are on the list. Uh, uh, we also see ExxonMobil and Johnson & Johnson. These are all part of our, our portfolios. But there's 56 names on here. Chipotle is on here. Um, you know, Spotify, United Healthcare. Uh, a lot of names. They break it down by uh, large cap growth opportunities. They got some yield opportunities on here. People that are looking for, uh, you know, higher yielding stocks, and then there's also some small mid cap uh, opportunities on here. So if you like that list, give us a call and Kevin will send it out to you.
1: Again, you call the AKW Group here in Akron at two three four four six six seven four seven six two three four four six six. 7476, tell them you heard them on WNIRK Akron and talk to them about getting that list of that, that Baird list of some of these, uh, uh, stocks that they kind of like and see if you like it too. And then, of course, eventually you should talk to Walt Secur and his team about whether or not that would be a good investment for you as an individual. Again, if anybody would like to find out more or talk with the folks at the AKW group about particular stocks that we're talking about that here, give them a call 234-466-7476. 234 234- Four six six seven four seven six, And remember, too, you can always hear here the shows, the Invest Wisely shows. They're part of their podcast on their website, com. They have the shows listed there. So, Walt, next week's coming up. Hope it'll be a good one.
2: Oh, I should, Bob. A lot of big earnings reports, a lot of big tech companies, and we'll look forward to being
1: back with you next Sunday. Again, Walt Secure with the AKW Group here in Akron. Give them a call. I'm Mr. Sunday, Bob Lewis.
4: During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. American Airlines Group, Inc., symbol AAL. American Express Company, symbol AXP. Arista Network, symbol ANET. ASM Lithography Holding, symbol ASML. The Boeing Company, symbol BA. AT&T, Inc., symbol T. Capital One Financial Corporation, symbol COF. Chipotle Mexican Grill, Inc., symbol CMG. Exxon Mobil Corporation, symbol XOM. Ford Motor Company, symbol F. Frontier Group Holding, Inc., symbol ULCC. GE Healthcare Technologies, Inc., symbol GEHC. General Motors, symbol GM. Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company, symbol GT. Intel Corporation, symbol INTC. Johnson & Johnson, symbol j Jack in the Box, Inc., symbol J-A-C-K. KLA tencor symbol K-L-A-C. Lamb Research Corporation symbol LRCX. MasterCard Incorporated symbol AMA. Microsoft Corporation symbol MSFT. NVIDIA Corporation symbol NVDA. The Procter and Ramble Company symbol PG. Spirit Airlines Inc. symbol SAVE. Starbucks Corporation symbol SBUX. Spotify Technologies symbol SPOT. T Mobile US symbol TMUS. Tesla Inc. symbol TSLA. Texas Inter- Instruments Incorporated, symbol TXN. Transdime Group Incorporated, symbol TDG. United Continental Holdings, symbol UAL. Verizon Communications, symbol VZ. and in Visa Inc., symbol V. Please note that Robert W. Baird Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and its affiliates have received investment banking compensation, from AT&T Inc. in the past 12 months. AT&T Inc. is or was an investment banking service client of Robert W. Baird within the past 12 months.